Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. We are in the midst of training camp, and this week, this coming week, things are going to change. The 49ers are off today, which is Sunday, uh, when uh, when you're, you, you may be watching this a different day, but I'm recording this on Sunday. But Monday and Tuesday, they are going to be practicing. Then they're going to travel to Vegas uh, so that they can do a joint practice with the Las Vegas Raiders and your quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, on uh, on Thursday and Friday of this coming week. So everything's been going fine. The, the injuries uh, aren't too bad uh, so far, what we've seen. And so that's good. I'm going to go through those here in just a second. But it's going to change. It's going to be different this week. So different setup, different place. They're instead of beating up on each other, now they can beat up on the Raiders. And so that should be a lot of fun. So uh, before we jump in, I want to uh, remind you, uh, in case you haven't heard, um, or remind you if you have heard and tell you if you haven't heard, that uh, on Tuesday we're coming out with 40, uh, 49ers Web Zone. We're coming out with a four-part podcast series called The Hall of Fame Case for Roger Craig. In this, we have media that we're talking to, like Matt Mayoko and and a few others, including some Hall of Fame voters. We're talking to Larry Kruger. We're talking to Steve Young, Ronnie Lott, Brent Jones, Carmen Policy, Guy McIntyre, Randy Cross, Jesse Sapolu, we're we're talking to some legends here and making the case that Roger Craig should be in the Hall of Fame because two weeks from Tuesday, the Hall of Fame voters are going to narrow the seniors class. Uh, they're they're going to narrow those seniors candidates down from the 12 where they're at now, the 12 finalists down to anywhere from one to three. And so we're hoping that Roger Craig finally gets in and that this is his time, but that comes out on Tuesday You'll want to make sure that you uh, do whatever you have to do. If you haven't subscribed to the 49ers Camelot Show, go ahead and do that uh, so that you can be notified because you don't want to miss this. It's going to be really good, and uh, I think that you're going to learn some things, and it's going to be fun just to listen to some of Roger's teammates talk about him. Uh, It's a really cool thing, and, and we've had a lot of fun doing it. So let's jump into the 49ers training camp, the latest news and updates from the training camp. I mentioned that they're going to Vegas uh, this week. They're going to practice uh, in Santa Clara Monday and Tuesday and then traveling to Vegas on Wednesday so that they can practice on Thursday and Friday with the Raiders. So here's some injury updates. Elijah Mitchell has been missing. He's got an, an abductor strain. Aaron Banks is out with a concussion. John Feliciano, a shoulder issue. Jalen Moore has a bone bruise. Remember, he went down with a knee injury. Uh, that that we were concerned about, but turned out to be nothing more than a bone bruise. So that's good news. Robert Bell Jr. has been at practice, but he's been in street clothes. And so nobody really knows. And uh, I saw that Matt Barrow, someone asked Matt Barrows, why is Robert Bill not practicing? And, and Barrow said that he, he uh, that the team hasn't said. He doesn't look like anything serious, but that Robert Bill Jr. has not been practicing but uh, and so far the team hasn't said so. Hopefully on Monday, uh, hopefully we can find out what's going on with Robert Bill Jr. Because this is a guy who who like Trey Lance 
came in as a rookie and and really needs some developing. So he needs to be out there. He can't be missing time. I, I don't think he's going to make much of an impact this season, but he still needs those reps so that he can be developing. So let's hope that he gets back there soon. So sounds like the quarterbacks have continued to be up and down. Um, yeah, you know, I, I want to just comment on all three. First, let's start with Brock Purdy. I he's obviously started off rusty. He's gotten better. It depends on who you listen to. If if you listen to some, they're they're down on Brock Purdy. Others say that it looks great. And so for those of us who aren't there, that can be frustrating because we don't know what to believe. But I mean, Brock Brock Purdy, I think, is going to be the kind of guy who's going to be better in games than in practice. Even though he might be fine in practice, he's the kind of guy that I think is going to be a gamer. So I'm I totally I I don't doubt Brock Purdy. I believe in him. I'm still not a hundred percent certain that he's going to be the guy for the 49ers moving forward. Maybe for this season, he's going to be the guy. But when we talk long-term franchise quarterbacks, I still don't know if he's that guy yet because, you know, if he does what he did last year, then yeah, he's that, that dude, but, but it was only a handful of games. So I think that we need to see it this season. If he continues to do it this season, then I'm going to be all in hundred percent believing in him. I'm all in and supporting him, but uh, I'm still a little hesitant to say he's the franchise quarterback. He's the guy moving forward. Um, I, I, I hope that he is that kind of guy. Uh, but, uh, we'll see. Then, uh, then let's talk Trey Lance. I, man, I, I just, I don't know what to think about this because there, there are still the rumors that the 49ers might trade him. I think it'd be a horrible mistake. I really believe in Trey Lance. Now, I am one of those eternally optimistic people who believes that that everybody's going to be great. Um, and I obviously don't know how to evaluate quarterbacks. I will never um, say that I, or pretend that I am a, a quarterback evaluator but I just like what I see. I don't like some of the inconsistencies, but again, he's still young and still needs to be developed. So I, I, I really hope that they hang on to him because I've said it before that maybe Brock Purdy is, is the best quarterback the 49ers have for 2023, but it's possible that 2024 or 2025 that Trey Lance becomes the best quarterback that the 49ers have. He's the most gifted that they have, the most talented physically. And so I, I just really hope that they hang on to him because I think it'd be a terrible mistake to let him go. Uh, he sounds like over the weekend, uh, was it Friday? I think Saturday was a practice without Brock Purdy and Trey Lance finally got to be on the field with Christian McCaffrey. That had not happened yet. And so, um, so that's good to hear. Uh, then Sam Darnold, you know, my, my response to Sam Darnold is nah. Yeah. I just am. I'm not interested in having Sam Darnold be the 49ers quarterback. Now, again, I don't know much about evaluating quarterbacks, so I, I could totally be wrong, but it just doesn't seem like he's going to be the guy that we want going forward. Now, interestingly, Brad Graham said that, uh, Darnold, on Saturday was the first quarterback under center to start team period. Um, 
So I don't know if that means that he was the first to get the team, uh, the first team reps. Um, you know, they are alternating it. So I, I don't read it too much into that, but I had, it seemed like Trey Lance was getting those reps first um, as opposed to, to Darnold. But, but this time maybe it was a little different. Uh, let's see. Moving on from quarterbacks, Steve Wilkes and the 49ers saw this a couple of different places. They started installing a five-man defensive line front um, over the, the last couple of days. They added Javon Kenlaw to the starting four. So that seems pretty that seems pretty cool. I, I want to see what that looks like when you think about uh, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, uh Drake Jackson or whoever, Cleveland Farrell, whoever wins that other uh, edge job and then adding Javon Kenlaw to that. Um, that sounds that sounds terrifying, especially the way that Javon Kenlaw has been practicing so far in training camp. And we'll get to him in a minute. John Chapman posted uh, or tweeted that uh, offensive tackle Leroy Watson was getting first team reps yeah, during install for the 49ers and he looked awesome. So he was getting those reps because Jalen Moore was hurt and Trent Williams had uh, an off day, a scheduled off day. And so Leroy Watson, the, uh, the rookie was getting some first team reps and uh, John Chapman said that he looked really good. So, so that's, that's positive because the 49ers really need some more help along the offensive line, especially at tackle uh, just feel like that's a thin position and we need to see more uh, more players stepping up in those roles. So let's get into some individual players and, and, and talk some of these through. And the first one I want to talk about is Ty Davis Price because everything that I keep reading or hearing is really positive on Ty Davis Price. Sounds like he's making great strides this year compared to where he was at as a rookie a year ago. Chris Forrester said it's unreal right now. He looks like a man on a mission. Jake Brendel said it's almost night and day. It's pretty wild how much he's progressed. So they're noticing how much better uh, Ty Davis Price looks, and the media is noticing, fans are noticing. So this is a really positive thing, especially when you consider that uh, I just mentioned that Elijah Mitchell is already hurt. And so I don't trust Mitchell to be healthy for an entire season. And so if he goes down, then we're talking McCaffrey, we're talking uh, Jordan Mason and Ty Davis Price. And, you know, what happens if McCaffrey goes down and then and Elijah Mitchell's not, not, not uh, healthy? Then we're talking Jordan Mason would be the guy but what if Ty Davis Price is really ready and, and he can take, take off some of that pressure from Jordan Mason? So this is a really positive development. I read that Frank Gore has been really impressed with Ty Davis Price as well. So love hearing that. Brad Graham tweeted that Ty Davis Price has completely erased any conversation of him being on the roster bubble through seven days of practice. And John Chapman tweeted any mentions of Ty Davis Price and Trey Sermon in the same sentence are ridiculous and unfounded. So Trey Sermon, obviously a third rounder who just didn't pan out and Ty Davis Price because he didn't play much at all last season. Some people were saying he's the next Trey Sermon. He's going to be a bust just like Trey Sermon was. 
Uh, I mean, is a third rounder, can, can a third rounder be a bust? I'm, I'm just not really sure about that, but so, Hey, look, Ty Davis price sounds like he looks completely different. So don't, uh, don't think of him like Trey Sermon. Uh, Trey Sermon is somebody that I thought was going to be really good. I liked, uh, I liked him when he was at OU and, uh, and then he did some good things at Ohio state, but, but he just hasn't, he didn't pan out with the 49ers, so they moved on. And now Ty Davis Price has that chance to uh, to be something special. So looking forward to seeing what he does. Danny Gray sounds like he's a completely different player than he was last year. Last year he wasn't running very good routes. All he could do was run fast. He was dropping balls, but this season he's catching just about everything. He's running good routes. I think they used him on uh, on a reverse or an end around or something uh, like Saturday or or Friday or Saturday. I can't remember what day it was, and uh, and he picked up a big gain. and And those that were watching said that he looked really fast, and so that's great. Great here to hear that. Grant Cohn tweeted uh, that Gray seems to be the most most improved second year player on the team. So. That's that's really high praise, especially with what we just said about Ty Davis Price. So if Grant Cohn is saying that that Danny Gray looks like he's even pro- progressed even more than Ty Davis Price, that's two offensive players that really didn't play much at all last season, made no impact last season, and both are looking like they could be impact players moving forward. So that's uh, that's amazing news to hear. Deshaun Jameson, the undrafted. Uh, free agent rookie corner uh, continues to make a name for himself. I it, it's possible that this kid can make the team. I said l- like a week or so ago that I didn't think any undrafted player was going to make uh, undrafted rookie. I didn't think any of them would make the team right out of the gate, but it's possible that Deshaun Jameson could. I still don't think he will. But it's it's very possible. I mean, if Ambry Thomas was playing poorly like he had been, uh, or like he did last year, you know, a year ago, then I would say that that maybe Jameson would make it and Ambry Thomas wouldn't. But what we keep hearing is that Ambry Thomas is looking pretty good and and looking much better than he did a year ago. So I still don't think that Jameson is gonna make the roster right out of the gate. I hope he does, but if if they can bring him back to the practice squad, uh, just, man, you don't want to take the chance of a guy like that. If he's really looking like he could be a guy, you don't want to take the chance of having him uh, get plucked by some other team. So now I want to talk about Javon Kinlaw for just a minute because Ken, Kinlaw continues to sound like he's just unblockable. I mean, the dude is making play after play, uh, when whether it's one on one or whether it's team drills, he's he's doing doing some really good things, and that I am really happy for him because he's been through a lot with with that knee and uh, just you know frustrations and you know had had an issue with a media member last year that uh, did not look good for him. Uh, didn't look good for the media person either, but uh, that's that's a different story. But Ken Law's really struggled. He's he's had 
some unfair shakes. I mean, he had the knee injury when they drafted him. They drafted him to be the replacement for DeForest Buckner, a very uh, popular player, a very effective player, a player that had just the season before helped get the 49ers to the Super Bowl and and was a, just a great player for the team. I don't know that DeForest Buckner missed a game his entire uh, career. I mean, feel free to look that up and tell me if I'm wrong, but in his entire 49ers career, I don't think that he missed a game. If he did, it probably was just one because the guy was just healthy all the time and, and played, uh, played at a high level. And then you bring Ken law who's hurt, you know, has the knee issue even before he's drafted. And so he missed some games and, and, uh, his rookie season, he showed some flashes, but he missed some games and then 2021 comes and the guy's just missing so many games in 2022. It just wasn't right. And so I'm happy to, to, to see that he's playing so well and, and that he's having such a great training camp. I hope that he can stay healthy and that he can build off of this because he has the body to be dominant. And if he can be dominant along that defensive front, man, this is going to be huge for the 49ers. So, Great news on Javon Kinlaw that just keeps I keep I talk about him every podcast because he I mean I keep hearing about him uh just about every day. So great uh great stuff there. Cleland Farrell uh continues to to look good. You know, there are some that are saying that he's gonna win the starting position over Drake Jackson. Now, Drake Jackson, he's he's looked good at times and he's looked not not as good at times. And so he really, I, I mean, I, I had high hopes and was hoping and believing that he would take a step forward and that he would win that, that starting edge position opposite of Nick Bosa and uh, that he would really provide a lot of spark off of that edge and, and really harass some quarterbacks. But I don't know. Right now it sounds like Cleveland Farrell might be the one who ends up with that uh, starting job. He is uh, the veteran. And so he obviously has a lot more experience. He too was a first round draft pick. Uh, well, he too, uh, I don't mean that, that uh, Drake Jackson was because he wasn't, but Cleland Farrell was uh, a uh, first round draft pick who just has underperformed so far. And so we've seen what the 49ers have done with defensive projects who underperformed and maybe uh, Cleland Farrell is going to be the next. And so, it's going to be cool to see what happens between him and Drake Jackson and, and, uh, and, and all that going forward. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Cleland Farrell wins that starting edge job and then maybe Drake Jackson comes in on obvious passing downs. They kind of did that with Alden Smith back in uh, 2011 when he was a rookie. So maybe they'll try to do something like that with, with Jackson and keep him fresh. I don't know. Uh, he he obviously he doesn't have Alden Smith's kind of talent, but uh, maybe uh, maybe that's something they're that they'll end up doing. Uh, Braden Willis, keep hearing really good things about the rookie from Oklahoma, the tight end. Um, Jordan Elliott on Friday tweeted the player who impressed me the most today was rookie tight end Braden Willis. He had a phenomenal practice. So. Braden Willis is running good routes. He's catching the ball when it's thrown his way. 
He's blocking well. Um, sounds like he is outperforming Cameron Latu, who was taken in the third round. And so I, I am not surprised by that at all because Braden Willis is very versatile. He's a, he's a player. He's got some dog in him. The, the kind of guy that's going to hit you, uh, the kind of guy that can make some plays. So I'm not surprised by that. Uh, every time I've read or heard something good about Braden Willis has not shocked me at all. And for those that have so far reported that he looks better than Cameron Latu, again, I'm not surprised by that because uh, I, I've watched Braden Willis play in his time at Oklahoma, so I know that uh, that the kid can play. So good to hear about that. And the last uh, one that I have is Brandon Ayuk. What can you say about Brandon Ayuk? He has been the best player on the field the entire training camp. Uh, here's what Grant Cohn uh, put on Twitter today. Uh, catches through nine days of camp. Ayuk, 31. He has 31 catches through nine practices of training camp. Debo, 18. McCaffrey, 12. Ray Ray McLeod, 12. Jordan Mason, 10. Gray, nine, Jawan Jennings, seven. So the fact that, I mean, you, you look at somebody like Danny Gray through nine days, Danny Gray has nine catches. Uh, McCaffrey, 12 catches through nine, nine days. Debo basically has averaged two catches per day. And uh, Ayuk is at 31. So 31 catches, and the next closest is Debo at 18. That's how dominant uh, Brandon Ayuk has been. He's been every quarterback's favorite target so far. And again, I'm I'm going to stay on that hill that I I know that that Ayuk. I mean, he said the thing uh, in, in the offseason about how he's the fourth option, um, and still had a thousand yards. He, he technically is the fifth option if you consider McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, the run game. The Ayuk is essentially the fifth option, and yet he, I think that he's going to be, I'm not going to say he's going to be the best player, uh, the most valuable player on the offense because you know there is Debo, there is McCaffrey, but... I'm telling you, when it comes to the passing game, I think that Ayuk is going to be the most dangerous player on the field um, this season uh, in the passing game. So just watch out for that. I think that Ayuk is going to be great in 2023. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. And uh, and just if if you do fantasy football, pick up Brandon Ayuk. Now maybe maybe in fantasy world he won't do so great because of McCaffrey and. Debo and Kittle and those guys, but it wouldn't shock me if he puts up the best numbers out of all of them. So that's all that I have uh, for today. Uh, get ready for a big week when the 49ers go and practice against the Raiders. And then it's going to be time for some preseason football. It's that time of the year. So again, make sure you rate review and follow the 49ers Camelot show and uh, hit that subscribe button so that you, on Tuesday, you'll know, when the uh, uh, the podcast series, the Hall of Fame case for Roger Craig goes out. 